Okay, so I just did a podcast um, talking about how, in my humble opinion, personal opinion, um, it's, it's getting really, really hard for me to feel sorry for some people. And, and it shouldn't even have to be like that. And it's unfortunate because I did re-listen to the story of the young lady I was talking about on that podcast. And she, you know, entertained, engaged, proceeded with, went to marry a guy that had a 15-year um, prison sentence. But even when you look at the crimes that he was in there for... He had a, tried to uh, um, kidnap two other women and was aggressive with them. And at, at what point do we start to be so insulted and start to feel like if he did that to other women, what makes, he, makes you think you're going to be any different? But And so here I am, I'm closing out this tab because in that podcast, I was talking about, you know, the difference between this woman that is no longer with us, y'all. They're planning her funeral as we speak. Y'all going to go to the funeral, y'all going to release the balloons, you know, you're going to get the t-shirts with her name on it and that type of thing. You might, Some of y'all might even go to the um to the courthouse and whatever, what have you, but she is no longer here with you. And this um, screenshot that I, th- I took and that is on your, um on the, this podcast thumbnail, this is the kind of thinking that got her to where she is. Right, she says, um, and, and and look at the name, y'all. She is divine three thirty three. I promise on everything I love that is not a divine message, y'all. I already kind of talked a little bit in the last podcast about, you know, um, if 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 you want to help someone like this guy from the Kendra G video, right, that he's talking about. Um, he said women from the show that hit him up are weird, don't know what it takes to get a good man. And his, in his mind, he's a good man. This guy toe tags somebody at the age of 17, at the age of 17. Okay. If you want to be a divine feminine, right. And you feel like you're supposed to be a catalyst. Okay. Send him to a pastor, send him to therapy. You know, uh, do what I did last night. Recommend the 988 number so that when they have a psychotic break or, you know, something's going on with their mind and they feel frustrated, they have a national hotline where they can call in and, and on, you know, get the assistance that they need. Being divine does not mean that you risk your life and sacrifice your life. I think some of the common recurring things that we have in the collective as I'm unplugging from the matrix it's like I'm I'm seeing the recurring themes and it's the idea that women have to sacrifice themselves at the expense of others uh, and um, even at the loss of their lives and sometimes we're so impulsive and we're so driven by lust and you know our even our sex drive and our loneliness and for needs of validation So here she is. She's thinking she's divine, right? She's saying, if you hold something against someone who made a bad decision at 17 before their brain was fully developed, I hope you're perfect. Listen, I'm not perfect. Let me tell you. So 17 years old, I did grow up sheltered. But guess what? I made mistakes when I was 17. Um, I talked back to my parents. You know, I lied to my parents. I didn't turn in my homework assignments on time. 
got into little squabbles with my brothers, you know, probably said some mean things, definitely gossiped with some of the girls while out 17. Yeah. 17. Again, understanding I grew up sheltered. I was working. I started working when I was 14 as a teacher's assistant for a kindergarten person. And so I would get my little paychecks every two weeks. I think they were paying like $4 an hour at the time. And I, uh, when we, my parents would go to the 99 cent store and um, even like Stater Brothers, I would sneak around and buy myself a brown lip liner and I bought myself a, um, what do you call it? Like a black eyeliner. And when my parents would drop me off in the morning, I would go into the bathroom and I would change into, you know, clothes that was a little bit more revealing, although we had police patrol, so I couldn't show too much of my midriff. And I will put my makeup on before first period. That's the bad decisions I was making at 17. I wasn't out here um, essaying people, marking people, toe tagging people, aggravated assault. Okay. So for you to compare the mistakes that we did at 17 versus what he did, he was far gone. Okay. It says there and this is the thing like I don't even want you to underestimate somebody's son, I don't know who it was, I'm guessing it was a man. Somebody's son is no longer here with us. Six feet under because of the decisions that he made. And you want to compare it to the rest of us regular 17-year-olds? Who taught you this? this that's, that's what's scaring me. She says, there are plenty of great... Okay, and the, <laughs> there are plenty of great loving men who have been behind bars. Guess what? Let them love their moms if they love their moms and they're not going to harm their moms, right? Let them love their aunties. Let them love the children that they've already created, you know, and brought into this situation. Let them focus on that. Okay? And so, can you imagine, like I was talking about the woman in the previous story before, she has this type of guidance and this type of counsel and this type of advice from someone like this talking about she is divine. And I even played the clip where the woman, um, where they were saying her family told her they didn't like this relationship for her. And she kept saying she's going to be fine. Oh, he's just been behind bars. He made that decision when he was 17. She's, she puts here, open your, your mind and your heart, show grace. Like I said, if you want to show grace, send him to church. Let him go to prayer meeting. Have him go, you know, recommend he go to therapy. But what that got to do between you and your God, ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not going to invite you into my palace, into my domain, into my lioness lair. You know, a lair is kind of like a, in my words, like an exotic um, place that you rest with luxury and opulence and, and, and just really nice resting place. But 
I'm not going to invite you into my place where I have my fireplace going, my refrigerator with all my favorite snacks and, you know, my, my, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it's funny, not even funny, but even when I started playing this guy, my little, my little fur baby, he's out here. Um, he's taking a little bit of a break and every time, like as soon as I press play, he just got so fussy and I had to tell him like, it was okay. And he, you could hear him kind of like, oh, coming down twice twice you can hear it on the podcast there crazy he can he could pick up on the degeneracy too this is you know and i do want to talk a little bit about um when i was doing some some research last night and you know kind of trying to figure out for myself and decipher for myself and analyze for myself what religion has told me about astrology and astronomy and, you know, the gift of prophecy and, you know, like magicians and um, prophets and prophetesses and that type of thing. And, and um, I think that even when we are in the quote unquote spiritual world, um, there's a way to look at, you know, like uh, in the Bible, they talk about like Nebuchadnezzar and um, Daniel. So Nebuchadnezzar had his um, his uh, astronomers and his magicians and his psychics. But he called Daniel and Daniel sure enough was able to give him the real authentic. And I think that a lot of times we were told, you know, oh, just don't do it at all. But you had Daniel. So you have good and you have ga- bad. And Part of the reason the bad is so detestable is because if you have um, a bad psychic or a bad um, uh, a, a prophet, they're lying to you and it can end up costing you your life, right? So you have to be able to test the spirits, right? So like I think even with, with um, tarot readers, if you go and you get a reading and what they, you have to test them. If if you do a test and they can't um, tell you something, you know that 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 happens, leave them alone, right? If and and if they're able to pre- you know predict accurately, then you know you're on the right track, right? And um, I was saying all that to say is even in the spiritual world. Not everybody that's out here saying that she's so divine, you know, um, is divine. We've got to have a spirit of discernment because here's the irony, right? If you put up her message of she is divine, 333, that's an angel number. Beautiful angel numbers right up in there with 369, right? The Trinity, mind, body, spirit type of, you know, threefold you know, kind of message. If you put her message compared to me saying, I'm not going with y'all into 2023, feeling sorry for y'all dating these felons. A lot of y'all will say, well, the divine message is, I hope y'all are perfect for holding this guy accountable for a decision he made at 17 you know, after killing someone, I, uh, there's a lots of plenty, great, loving men who have been behind bars. Open your mind and heart. Show grace.
Y'all be thinking these divine messages out here are telling you that your man is in a relationship with somebody else in a third party relationship. He don't give a flying fuck about you, ain't called you, hasn't made any commitment to you, hasn't poured into you or protected or provided for you. But these divine people out here telling y'all that that's a divine message. But I'm angry and I'm bitter and I'm telling y'all, cut yourself off from this energy. It don't serve you. It's not an alignment with you. It's not an abundant message. It's not a high vibrational message. There's no commitment. There's no loyalty. There's no protection. Something pure. Right? I don't know. I think I'm going to label this, you know... Two different divine messages and, and um, learning how to decipher, right? Because not everything out here is is uh, the best message for us. And, and unfortunately, this type of thinking, it stems back to a lot of us Christian upbringing, but it also stems back to a lot of the things we tell ourselves in the black community. Because one of the things is is that the 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 content that goes on in Kendra G's comments, I think, is a microcosm of what's going on on a larger scale scale and the conversations and the programming. You can see that how we teach our little girls. She got this from somewhere. I'm pretty sure she got this from her mammy, from her grandmammy, from her her mammy auntie. You know what I'm saying? Somebody taught her this. But I think that if you were to even, I don't see any like, let's say, quote unquote, Caucasian people in here type of a thing. But I, I want to say the language would be different. Right. Um, and I'll probably pay attention to if that if I can highlight that and show it to you in another, you know, kind of like what happens in situations where um you know, people from other cultures, how they deal with their felons and um, how they deal with um, selecting partners and how they view and have discussions about when their women are killed. How do they feel about it? How do the men in their community talk about it? How do the women respond to that? So but yeah, um, this is something coming down the pipeline, because how you do one thing is how you'll do everything. If you're listening to people who are coming that have divine in their title, you know, and are telling you that they're tarot readers and psychics and they're telling you some deep, dark, low vibrational stuff, trying to pass off what's supposed to be an authentic, genuine divine. And now, granted, all of us are work in progress. Right. All of us are work in progress. And and you know what? I, I really I probably could roll in the mud with you a little bit. I could probably say that the guy that killed that woman is is a, a um, divine masculine. I could. If if you if we want to play games, let's play ball. If you're gonna try to pass off on me that he's a divine masculine, even though he killed this woman, kidnapped all these women, did that in front of his children, you know, was probably cheating on her. If you want to, here's what I must still tell you. What you got between your you and your God and your divine source ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't have to sacrifice myself and my time and my energy with you. By all means, you continue to be a divine masculine over there. 
That doesn't mean that I have to go date you. That doesn't mean I have to sleep with you. That doesn't mean I have to marry you. That doesn't mean I have to put a roof over your head and do 50-50 on your car payment and insurance and light bills and have children with you. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's not do that. Like I said, I, I've been in churches where they will, you know, quote unquote, rehab these type of men. I didn't go scoop any of them up. I let them go to church and have their relationship with God and connect with him and sing their hymnals, sing their hymns and pay their tithes and their offering. But I'm not picking them up to be a, a partner, a life partner. If you want to open your mind and your heart and show grace, do that, right? But, and I would even go so far as to even say, because I am a woman and because I'm vulnerable, I'm not going to, you know, take my son to his barber shop. You know, I'm not going to have this man coming in my house and doing my plumbing. I still got grace for you, though. Kudos to you. Hats off to you. But that doesn't mean I have to invite you into my energy. It doesn't mean that I let my guard down to the point that it costs me. And then I'm on this on Lost Girls series. Just tote that. Oh, she took a chance with him. It was a loving wedding. She looked gorgeous in her dress. Oh, nope. Another one, Miss Star. She, he sounds like a good dude after listening to him, but I'm too damn old for him. But good luck. Really? Really? <laughs> I'm going to close out with this. this that's, that's a divine message right there. It says, when it froze, that was God. And she put the ice cold, chilly thing. Listen. I think that, you know, one thing about Divine Feminines, I feel like even the dark femininity, right, or the part that's going to cut you off or be savage with it or cold-blooded with it and not inviting and not nurturing and not entertaining and not maternal and not feeding that energy, that's part of being Divine Feminine too, But we've got to have discernment. And if you're going to love anyone, love yourself first. And if you're going to love anyone, you couldn't have loved yourself for the children. You couldn't have loved yourself enough for your children enough to say, you know what? Uh, Let me see. Somebody else just went live on here. Let me put this on mute. I'm going to get off now. (laughs) I got more stuff. Oh, I'm going to listen to this. All right, I'm going to talk to y'all later. Bye.